We know that humans evolved from monkeys, but what are monkeys evolved from? The world did not end in 2012 as predicted, or is the apocalypse just happening very, very slowly? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to This Paranormal Life, the podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal tailcase or claim or beast and get to the bottom of whether it happens to be truly paranormal or not. As always, you are joined by your two favorite paranormal investigators in the world, uh, myself, Kit Greer, and this guy across from me, Mr. Roy Pars. Welcome, world of paranormal investigators. That's right. Every episode, we have a different paranormal case, and today being no exception, we have Quite a big one that I've been meaning to get to for a long time. A big one with a big foot, would you say? I think that was That's episode right. one. Back to number one, oh! baby. It's called a callback. There is new evidence, guys, and you're not going <laughs> to believe it. Turns out this guy, there was really a misnomer. His feet are not that big. They are tiny, but we have managed to locate his social security number. We tracked him down. Social security, he's a citizen? Yeah, he was a regular person. Oh my god. The conclusion is very disappointing. He, the rest of the visual description was correct, seven foot five. Yeah. But the feet were way off. They're size three, children. <laughs> Tell me, Rory, how much do you know about sleep paralysis? I know surprisingly little about sleep paralysis given that it looks like you've never slept a day in your life how dare you sir i sleep like a the only experiences i've had with sleep paralysis are the fact that I, when i go to sleep i'm paralyzed till i wake up <laughs> paralyzed from the neck down from the moment my head hits the pillow to the moment i wake up yeah. my eyes are looking around i'm watching tv uh, i just can't move i don't know what it's like for you but it's like i time travel when i go to sleep Really? Yeah, it's like, bam, head down, blink, daytime. I, I thought you were going to say, like, bam, head down, cowboy times. <laughs> Next night, bam, head down, dinosaurs. It's always terrifying And always well. backwards. Always backwards. Never forwards. And it's a pretty good way to learn that the present day is actually a pretty good time to be alive. It's pretty great. A lot of time for naps, which yeah. ironically throws me back into the horrible days. It's a cruel, <laughs> cruel, twisted fate. Uh, just I'm so tired <laughs> that every nap propels me backwards into a nightmarish ancient civilization. After a long 14-hour work day, you know, uh, cooking and cleaning when you get home catching up with emails late at night you finally hit that pillow and bam medieval plague times just the most stressful situations well it's not going to get better from here into the episode uh personally i've never experienced sleep paralysis so i can't give my personal two cents on this but i was compelled to cover this story by the sheer number of requests from our listeners and it turns out that they aren't just interested in hearing about sleep paralysis but also in telling their own story oh okay so instead of bringing you dusty old facts from history books, which, granted, have been cross-referenced and fact-checked and published in prestigious journals, instead I'm bringing you first-hand accounts, borderline hearsay, which is what this show is all about. Exactly. I don't know if you know this, folks, but here's a little quote from Rory Powers. Mm -hmm. History is old as shite. It is irrelevant. It is done. It's over. What's coming next? What's current? I want texts. I want tweets. I want emails mm -hmm. about paranormal evidence. And finally, this is what we're getting into. This is the opposite of the uh, old phrase, uh, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. I don't even know what the history is. So how can I be doomed to repeat it? But you just study it, just like open a book. No, see, if I don't know what it is, I won't even know when I'm repeating it. So everything's fresh to you. Exactly. Even when you're making the mistakes that your grandfather made before him. <laughs> We're going to have a big fight in like 20 years. And I'm like, wow, our first world war. <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't just not study, you you somehow actively unlearned things throughout your life. People are like, wow, we should really take notes on how this started so we never make this mistake again. I slapped the notebook out of the guy's hand. F*** you, man. This war happened like five minutes ago. That's old news. I'm starting a new war. You want to fight repeating. about it? <laughs> You're repeating this. 
So I want to thank people for sending uh, their experiences into us. Uh, they might find it weird if I give their full name um, and then read out their email. So in no particular order, thanks to Andrew, Stephen, Nat, Celine, and Josh for sending stories in. Uh, you know who you guys are. So one listener writes, Hi, Rory and Kit. I'm very late to the game, but I've just listened to the Dear David Part 1, and you asked if anyone had ever experienced sleep paralysis, and I actually have. So brace yourselves, because it's really, really weird. Ooh, wow, okay. When I have sleep paralysis, it's like being awake, and I notice someone tugging at my duvet, so I try to turn in the bed. That's usually when I notice I actually can't move. Then I am conscious that there is a person there and they have removed my blanket, pulled my legs towards them and are going to attack me. Horrible, right? The only way I can wake up is by screaming. But because of the paralysis, I can't actually scream. But I think I'm screaming in real life and the noise of it wakes me up. Oh no. My flatmates must be thinking, what the f*** is happening at this time? Basically, even though I don't see much, I seem to fully understand the situation and what is about to happen when I have sleep paralysis. There are some recurring ones um, as well as others. Recently, though, I had one about Pennywise. And again, I had my back to him, but he grabbed my face and turned me towards him and then said something, I don't remember what, then kissed me on the lips. Whoa! That was terrifying because I hadn't even seen the new It yet and it was the new It version of Pennywise. What? Okay. I like the idea of it being the reason you know it's the new Pennywise is because it's in like HD, like Saran Sound. Compared to the old, yeah, exactly. Wow, how weird. You're dreaming about a fear you don't even have yet. It's so futuristic. I love it. It's pretty terrifying, though, to think that you could just watch like even a movie trailer and then the demon that's in that trailer is going to start smooching you the following night. So even though this is pretty disturbing, this is a pretty classic example of sleep paralysis. We've got all the classic effects. You're unable to move. You try to scream and yell for help, except nothing comes out. And something absolutely terrifying something demonic is trying to get you attack you or kill you but the specific details of every story is what makes them unique people see a ton of different things during sleep paralysis here's another one that our listeners have sent to us hello lads i have a short story for you i don't expect you to mention this in the podcast but i think you might get a kick out of it needless to say it's all true for like two years i had a recurring dream that i was asleep in a really big comfy bed that's a pretty this is a great start. That's an idea compared to your situation yeah. of hitting the pillow and then going to some sort of hellscape. Oh, yeah. Ideally, whenever you go to sleep, you dream being in an even comfier bed than you can afford. That's a very realistic dream. Like yeah. your best dreams are that your bed is slightly bigger than the one that you're currently in. I had the craziest dream last night where <laughs> I could afford a Casper mattress my dreams for the most part are like I, I go to sleep in my incredibly expensive bed uh, that thankfully the Patreon help fund uh, but then I as soon as I fall asleep I just dream that there's one spring uh, just poking into my back laughing at me it can talk it can, the spring can talk oh yeah okay. and he likes to rub it in trying to get to sleep are you kid because there's nowhere else to go it's an f- incredibly narrow bed there's nowhere else to go <laughs> you kid that was the whole dream just me asleep in the bed it was always in the same bed in the same room four poster bed white walls white curtains white bed sheets very ornately decorated i love wait so his so his dream is that he's dreaming in a nut in a inside of his own dream it's quite meta because (laughs) if you if he was asleep in the dream he wouldn't know what the bed was like so, yes. so his dream must be just be lying in bed. <laughs> so wait, so his dream is just like a bird's eye view looking down at him sleeping in a, in a stranger's room. That would yes. scare me so much more. Yes. Like, yes. I will take the makeout sesh with Pennywise a thousand <laughs> times than over... I would think I died. I would I, genuinely think I would I'd be, been killed. I would be at midnight putting on... <laughs> <laughs> on chapstick to be ready for Pennywise. Chapstick an and a big red nose ready to go <laughs> down. That's so scary. I'm scared already. Is that the scary part? I think so. I haven't okay. read the story far enough yet, but I think that's the worst of it over. Hopefully. I loved having this dream because when I woke up, I felt really relaxed. I'd had a great night's sleep. As if I really had been asleep in this amazing bed. Anyway, one day I was having the dream, enjoying a nice old sleep. 
when suddenly the door to the room opened. This had never happened before in any previous dream. Oh no. And six or seven men walked in. Whoa. The men all wore well-tailored suits, Rolex watches, polished shoes. You could tell that they were very wealthy. Most disturbingly of all, they were all wearing eyes wide shut style occult masks. That's like the the Tom Cruise movie, right? Um, But yeah, I I think it's that kind of masquerade style mask. Right, like sexy occult meeting mask. (laughs) Very sexy, very wealthy man. I mean, depending what you're into, nothing bad is happening yet. Depending. Things could get very hot. (laughs) I guess, like, even if they're my best friends, I don't want six or seven men walking into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Knock on the door first, please. Maybe they tried. Maybe you're so goddamn fast asleep. Even if it's my birthday and they're waking me up with a cake and presents, just like knock, wait, just text me, wait till I'm up. I guess that's at least common courtesy. Sure, why not? They all gathered around the bed I was sleeping in and began to talk to me. Not the dream me asleep in the bed, the real me. They looked. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Wait for it. What? They looked up at the ceiling where my point of view of the dream was from. No. And spoke directly to me. That is, that is so scary. They said something along the lines of, We are the creators of this room. We allow people to come here while they dream. You already know too much. And now you must die. We have to we have to stop this podcast because the more I learn about this, I'm I'm going to f-ing dream That's about the this. Danger! This is some Inception shit. We're incepting ourselves with the idea of the occultist, sexy, scary dream. This is some sort of mind STD. <laughs> It's just, it's going to spread now. We're putting this on a platform where thousands of people will download it. They're going to go to this weird gangbang room and have these crazy dreams. Because that's where it was going. <laughs> we all need, we don't need to finish the dream. They took the masks <laughs> off. They took their pants off and things uh, got real hot and heavy. Or does it? Then they proceeded to pull out a kind of face mask, the kind you'd use to administer oxygen in hospital. They revealed it was a gas that would make it look like I had overdosed on cocaine, so no one would suspect foul play. They reached on, put the mask on Dream Me's face, and just as he was about to press the button to kill me, I woke up, sat bolt upright in my bed, shaking. I never had the bad dream again. Can you explain this? Was I targeted in my dreams by occultist billionaires? Was I sent to a parallel dimension in my sleep? I mean, I can't explain this. That's that's truly terrifying. I don't know if, the, if I've ever returned to a dream location before. I don't think I ever have. I feel whenever I read these stories, I feel like a very normal dreamer. Have you? I mean, <laughs> you've talked on this podcast okay. about a dream where a okay. cat stole your eyes. One <laughs> time. One time. A cat tried to steal my eyeballs <laughs> one too in many a dream. That's one too many times. And I don't read anything into it, okay? I feel like my, my dreams get more normal the older I get. <laughs> They're just about paying into your pension plan. Yeah, like, I don't know, buying a new moisturizing cream, like that sort of stuff. Yeah, th- putting on the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher. I, m- I remember one of the most realistic dreams I ever had was when I was probably like 14 years old or 13 years old. Right. And this was at the peak of Hilary Duff's fame. And <laughs> I mean, I, I was obsessed with Lizzie McGuire and the Hilary Duff movie that had just been released in cinemas. Right. And I used to dream about hi- meeting Hilary Duff. I knew you all through this time. I don't think you ever mentioned Hilary Duff once. It was a big part of my life. our entire friendship. <laughs> and I remember one, one dream meeting her... And I, I was so convinced I met her. And I was like, oh, let me get your, your phone number so I can I can call you. It, this was so it's bizarre. It's never going to work Because I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll call you the next time that you're uh, in Northern Ireland. In Fort Stewart. <laughs> so so I, I panic so hard that I wake up in bed and run to my desk and search for a pen and paper. <gasps> and I've got them in my hands. And I <gasps> realize what's happened. And I'm like, I woke up halfway through her telling me the numbers, which I now realize were not going to be Hillary Duff's telephone numbers. 
<laughs> but what the was time, the logic there? I don't know. That she was telepathically <laughs> communicating with you via yeah. dream? She gave me half of her number and then she went, this will make it look like you OD'd on meth and then put a mask on my face. <laughs> How would she even contact you from presumably Los Angeles? Did she find your Bebo profile <laughs> and go, of- I'm gonna... <laughs> sort of dream machine i'm not aware how these things work it was just a very realistic dream and i never got the full phone number i think i got like three digits so i don't know which were suspiciously a vodafone number (laughs) which she probably didn't have i just want to say you know statistically there is a chance that hillary duff listens to the podcast i just want to say hillary uh i'm sorry that i woke up before you could transmit the final digits um get in touch hit me up on twitter you know uh, we can maybe rekindle this thing uh, see where it goes. So you're still obsessed with her. I'm not still obsessed. I just think it was a great show. It could definitely make a comeback. Should I be involved? Are you an yes. agent? Yes, I should be involved. Okay. <laughs> so you're not obsessed with her. You want to be famous, I think. I want a little bit of both. But more than anything, I just want the rest of the phone number. Okay. That's like, uh, I feel like um, magician type people like Darren Brown. He's tried to guess lottery numbers before, which is mm-hmm. a pretty baller use of your telepathic powers yeah um but i think an underrated one would be guessing um hillary duff's phone number or indeed any sort of public figure if you were a magician just being like uh i don't believe what you're doing i think these are all just like street magician regular (laughs) tricks and he's like watch me as i call obama like 10 years down the line i've got you know a couple little rugrats running around it's one of their fourth birthdays you know, kids are in the backyard playing. All my friends and family are around. You know, I'm what I'm. I'm. I'm pushing thirty nine, forty at this point. I hire a, a, a magician for the party. You know, he's making hoops connect. He's pulling rabbits out of hats, and he. It's like, all right. Uh, any suggestions from the audience? What What do you kids want to see? Hillary Duff's phone number. Please, Roy. The kids are crying. They want to see out of balloon animals. I want Hillary Duff's phone number now. Your wife is standing right there. This is very upsetting. <laughs> like, sir, I, I is that a trick? I don't know what this is. I are you a f-ing wizard or not? <laughs> God, oh gun. my God! <laughs> Give me the number. I've been waiting. 25 years for this moment. Now move your Dumbledore ass over to the telephone and call her. (laughs) I'm a clown, not a magician. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) He like punches in a bunch of random numbers and the phone rings. He's like, Hillary? Yes? Holy shit. I am good. Yeah, I got her, Rory. Okay, so I guess I take back what I said. I've had a couple weird dreams. You've had a couple weird dreams i guess everyone has a few every now and again but i've definitely never had something where i've been the target of some kind of cabal of occult billionaires yeah that's that's weirdly specific i've I've also never had any of the actors in my dream break the fourth wall and look into my soul as the observer in the dream yeah i don't that's terrifying that was terrifying. I've done a little bit of lucid dreaming before. That's quite fun. Really? Yeah. Well, you just like, you know, you're in a dream. So you just start doing crazy stuff. You ran Matrix bar. style to the nearest street <laughs> telephone and dialed Hillary Duff's number as fast as you could. <laughs> Thousands of Hillary Duff's just filled the streets. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like that scene in the matrix where the like the armory of weapons comes like flying in at 100 miles an hour goes (laughs) except it's just an army of lines of hillary duff yes (laughs) right off the bat uh with this second email things are getting a little weirder the story seems to be way less like a nightmare and more like there's some kind of intentionality or reasoning behind the dream Mm. it's not just blind fear there's some orchestration But thankfully, I received another email that started connecting some of the dots for me. What do the different stories and details of sleep paralysis have in common with each other? Dear Sensei Greer and Sensei Powers, appreciate it. After listening to yesterday's podcast and you mentioning sleep paralysis, I thought I'd look into this for you. It may be the link between nightmares, alien abductions, and even other paranormal activity. I myself have had this happen a few times. I awoke to see three alien-like beings moving around my room, but I could not move. They didn't interact with me, but I felt terrified still. Then I suddenly woke up in the morning and everything was normal. 
Now I am no scientist, but my basic understanding is that it occurs during REM sleep, the part of sleep where you normally dream. What happens is that you wake up whilst your brain is still in the REM state, hence you cannot move your bodies, your brain is too busy, but you still have the visions, which brings the dream world into reality. Ugh. There are legends going back as far as Norse mythology describing hags and demons visiting people in their sleep. And these stories could be the foundation for some alien abduction theories. That's pretty fascinating. I, I appreciate that even though he is not an egghead scientist, he has given us some of their information uh, suggesting this could be basically two different brain states colliding like an unstoppable brain force meets an immovable brain object it's like these two competing brain states are fighting for dominance and you're basically left paralyzed as if you're asleep um and having the visions of being deep in an rem state but still unable to move your body exactly um but yeah this listener is absolutely right it turns out the sleep paralysis is no modern phenomenon. This is experienced all throughout history. There's poems and paintings and all sorts of things made about it. People have always used the language of their age to try and um, express what was happening to them. And one of the most shocking things I realized once I was researching this is that just how crazily common it is. This isn't a one in a million thing. This isn't even a one in a hundred thing. Estimates say this affects anywhere from 8% of people to 50% of all humans at some point in their life. Wow. Which means, statistically, it'll be me or you. At some point? Yeah. Okay, Jesus. Christ alive. And as many as 1 in 20 experience it regularly, maybe for the rest of their lives. But because it is so damn common, we need to step in and help out, which is what this podcast is all about. We're not just egghead scientists sitting around chatting. We want to tell you what to do if your sleep gets paralyzed, how to defend yourself against these ghouls and sexy billionaires. <laughs> and I'm going to do that by telling you a firsthand story I found on Reddit. This post is called Sleep Paralysis Haunting by an Asshole Ghost. Last summer was the first time I ever experienced sleep paralysis. In my culture, there's a belief that when that happens, it's because a ghost, spirit, or demon is holding you down. I was pretty skeptical, so the first few times it happened to me, I thought nothing of it. But then the dreams started. In particular, they were nightmares. <laughs> so, they, <laughs> so they weren't dreams at all. There was a very distinct nightmare that I re remember vividly. I was sitting on a bench with an old woman that I didn't recognize, which is a bad place to start right off the bat. Awful. If the old lady is not your own grandmother, get away. What is she doing in your dreams? What is she doing? How did she get there? What? How was that thought even entered your brain? I thought I explained this. My dreams, in fact, my life, it is a invite-only policy. I do not want six to seven masked men entering my bedroom. I do not want to share a bench with a random old lady in my dream. Absolutely not. It's Pinch a, yourself. It's a very private space. That old lady is going to turn out to be that old lady from The Shining or some shit. Yeah, the old horrible one. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be like, oh, dearie, I'm so glad that we're on this park bench together. Yeah, oh. cool. Uh, just leave me alone. I'm trying to eat my lunch. Oh, I will. Don't worry. I just, oh, I'm, you know, I feel a little dirty. I might just hop in the, this bath dirty? for a second. A bath? Fucking a what bath are you just about? appears out of Whoa. nowhere. Oh, give me one second. This dearie. is weird. I might leave, to Ooh, be Oh, I'm in the bath now. This is gross. Come over and I didn't give need me to a see kiss. That. Absolutely Come not. Come give me a kiss, No way. Dearie. No way. I'm Come the other give a kiss. <laughs> Again, either very terrifying or very sexy, depending, depending what on you're the person, into. Depending on the person. <laughs> exactly. He actually, he actually starts jacking off for most of the rest of this <laughs> post. So actually... Right I, there on the park bench. I probably should have. <laughs> the old lady actually ran away in horror. So actually, he was the nightmare. Turned out he had infiltrated some poor old woman's <laughs> lucid dream. He inceptioned his way into some poor old woman's <laughs> dreams. I mean, that's horrible. You don't want to have a be haunted in your dreams followed constantly by a guy who just shows up and jacks it oh god because you dream about everything you're dreaming about sunsets and like rainbows yeah. and stuff you're not having a good time if you turn around and some guy dude's jacking it to a rainbow oh my god it's beautiful isn't it yes I, stop please <laughs> oh that beautiful ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. <laughs> Yeah, sitting next to an old woman I didn't recognize. When I turned to look behind me, I saw a massive, ancient church. It was so old, it was crumbling. When I turned back, the old lady asked, Whose grave is that? Confused, I twisted to see the church, thin as paper, like a wall, shrink down into a little grave about waist high. It looked like a little lighthouse. I told the lady, no. It's not a response. Well, there's a lot to take in, so, you know, who's not thinking on his feet? I mean, I'm, I'm impressed he came out with anything, really. <laughs> Whose grave is that? No. No. She said, it's yours. <gasps> then her face peeled off her body and started floating towards me. Ooh. I screamed and suddenly woke up. My room has no windows, so when you turn off the light, it's pitch black. When I awoke, the darkness of my room was familiar, but I f- swear that I could see shapes and people moving in the darkness. My entire body felt like it weighed a thousand tons and I couldn't move no matter how much I tried to throw my body forward. I was screaming and screaming for my sister who was sleeping on the floor next to me, but nothing was coming out of my mouth, just empty air. Eventually, I somehow regained control of my limbs, rolled over and knocked the out. The next morning, I asked my sister if she heard anything the night before. She's a fairly light sleeper, so she would have known if anything was wrong. She said, no. The nightmares continued to spoil my nights, but soon I got tired of this shit. My grandma used to tell me that if I ever got hell down, to yell at the ghost to basically f*** off and spit at it. On a day during finals week last year, I was particularly exhausted. For weeks, I'd been living off four hours a night of sleep. Between classes, I decided to take a 20-minute nap. I bunched up some blankets and laid down on them, leaving my closet light on to illuminate a bit of the room. Safety first. Of course. Then I fell asleep. Big mistake, pal. After 15 minutes, I awoke, saw my room lit by the dim closet light, and once again, I couldn't move. Oh. But I was so tired. It was time for me to grow some balls. This ghost or whatever the fuck had the audacity to spoil my sleep for the millionth time, but I was done taking it shit. No one, and I mean no one, has the right to fuck with my sleep. Once this ghost decided to fuck with me, it was World War III. A really bitter anger surged in me and whispered, if you bother me one more time, I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna kill you immediately i could move my body once more and i was free of it ever since that spoiled nap the nightmares stopped and so did the sleep paralysis the haunting was done because he stood up to his demons is that the the takeaway he says so yeah f- that ghosty goo or whatever it was i lost a lot of sleep because of it but if it ever decides to come back i'm gonna kick its ass so hard it's gonna start seeing me in its nightmares I guess I thought this was interesting because we like to think that the scientific explanation is that these sleep paralysis episodes are just nightmares gone awry. But this guy seems to have a bit like the masked billionaires that broke through the fourth wall and communicated directly with our listener. This guy 
has communicated with the demon in his dream right. and it stopped coming back. He kind of like made it back down. Yeah. You know, raised his fist. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would do that. I don't think that's a good idea to aggravate the demon. To to fight your demons. Oh. Uh, do you prefer to run, hide? Anything, preferably. Maybe join them. Oh. And start f***ing with other people's dreams. Because I don't know a lot about demons, but I know they have horns. That's one more thing that I don't have. That's already an advantage. I'm pretty sure they either have claws or goat's legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Often. you ever been kicked in the nuts by a goat? <laughs> Like they'll explode. I want to. I want to team up with this guy. I want to be like, look, buddy. I know you're having a blast in my dreams, but hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be your assistant. We can go wreck other people's dreams. Just imagine my my stupid little sister sleeping on the floor right now. We could go scare the shit out of her. We could ruin her life. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) she's very impressionable. The demon turns up. Is like. And you're like, hey, demon. He's like, like, why are you talking like that? Talking like what? I just want to be like you guys. You can't be like us. Because the other problem is, one one problem that I have in my dreams sometimes Hmm. is if I'm ever trying to fight someone, I can't um, punch. I I read it was a common thing that like your punch, it's like you're underwater. Your punches are really weak. Or you just can't like you can't use connect. Your, you can't connect. You can't give your full force. Yeah. So I mean, I don't even think real life Rory could take on a demon, let alone underwater dream Rory. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like uh, is it Freddy Krueger in the horror movies? His whole thing is it's a bit like the Matrix. Whenever you're in that dream and he's running after you, it's his rules, unfortunately. A bit oh, like yeah. in The Matrix, it's Neo's rules. So as much as the agents can try to stop him, he can just grab any weapon he wants. He can bend space and time. That's the problem with the dream is the demon has carte blanche access to your <laughs> entire life's memories. Yeah, which is like, that's not a good situation to be in. I think what this last person has done is he's kind of flipped the script he's taken control of the dream um and turned it on the demon yeah so it's like this is my dream my brain and it's almost like you know if the if this lucid dreaming and these these horrible nightmares are coming from like a psychological standpoint Mm. what you've done is like mentally overcome the fear that was causing the dreams in the first place yeah so that's obviously why the demon's not coming back is because you've you've managed to progress and make a breakthrough in um i don't know i guess facing your fears that is one way of looking at it rory but what if okay here we go this case in fact all the cases we've talked about particularly the sexy billionaires this crossing over of brain states is not just some kind of happenstance that allows for a perfect storm of conditions leaving you rendered paralyzed and hallucinating in your own damn bed and piss i never said piss piss scared of the demons haunting you that you can't punch or is this perfect merging of brain states actually unlocking some kind of dimensional portal some kind of rip in the fabric of space-time that's allowing you to communicate whether it's telepathically or by some other paranormal means with entities that are not of this dimension. When you go into that dream state, when you lie in bed and experience the sleep paralysis, are you actually interacting with disembodied paranormal entities? Were those billionaires telepathically communicating? Were those demons real? Have they found some kind of Freddy Krueger backdoor into your psyche? So you're telling me that was really Hillary Duff? It's possible. The whole it's possible and i missed it in addition in addition to being a billboard top 100 (laughs) singer she is also an accomplished mind reader and uh, communicator in between filming the popular kids tv show lizzie mcguire yeah she was spinning her top to make sure that this was in fact reality (laughs) and this is further to something we haven't even talked about that much but one, something that our listener pointed out that this ties in so much with the experiences of alien abductions, of lost time. People that say they've gone to sleep and in between going to sleep and waking up, they've been abducted and experimented on. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. But I don't know. I mean, also, 
Yeah, there's missing time every night when you sleep. <laughs> That's part of the process. That's why you have to set an alarm because you, you're not exactly keeping track. Yeah, I, like I don't want to draw a direct correlation between those two things because there's a like after an alien abduction, you're probably a bit drowsy, <laughs> just like when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> no, it was the alien anesthetic <laughs> that they injected into my asshole. Like you probably, I don't know, maybe your alarm is going off similar to an alien abduction if maybe, you slept in. Maybe they didn't inject you. You just got a bug bite. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it, that's a that's a big leap to take, I think. As always on this podcast, we have to come down to a conclusion whether this case is paranormal or not. But Rory, it doesn't sound like you're too convinced. I one thing that is worth mentioning, just because I find it very funny... Uh, not necessarily relevant. Oh. I swear there is a there's some country you can visit where you know when you're like uh, visiting a country that you're not native to and you have to like take a bunch of medication or get injections to prepare yourself. Sure. For visiting that country, I swear there's one type of medical preparation that you have to do, and it's like a pill. And one of the side effects is nightmares. Wow. Yeah. Which I find so baffling that you can take a pill that can scientifically give a human nightmares. Like, uh, um, just be wary of headaches, uh, some ill feelings, sexual nightmares. <laughs> Why sexual? Why say it like I that? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was just sexual for me because I'm horny. Isn't uh, that crazy? Maybe the, like, the country is just really bad. And they're yeah, like, oh, the it's the medicine. The nightmares, mm-hmm, that's the medicine. <laughs> it's like, you're going to see some pretty awful things there. So the easiest way to become immune to it is in dream form. <laughs> These nightmares are so bad, I might do without the medication. What? What's this to prevent? Oh, 24-hour nightmares. <laughs> you don't want to go off that stuff. I'd have to look up whatever you had to take that pill for. but I think I've heard that kind of thing with like anti-malaria medication. I think there's partic- I think that's- particular... Uh, drugs for that that make you go pretty much insane. Yeah, to the point where people like decide not to take it at all. I was gonna say, is there like a flip side drugs that would give you amazing dreams? But I think that's just drugs. Yeah, that's probably why people take drugs. I think yeah, people take drugs to make their dreams, in fact, come true. Not just have nice dreams, but make them reality. And you do not want to get those mixed up. No. You, you don't want to lock yourself in the room with, you know, the nice, uh, smooth jazz playing and a glass of wine. And, you know, you invite all your friends over. You know, you pop the pill, you swallow it down. You look at the table and you're like, Fuck, I just took the nightmare one. Oh, boy. Everyone get out now. <laughs> lock the doors. You're just taking off your clothes. It's about to get nuts in here. Put on a little... Occult mask. <laughs> it's gonna look like I OD'd from cocaine, but it's just the nightmare pills. <laughs> if we have to come down, yeah, on a truly paranormal or not, on a yes or a no, what are you saying today? I- I'm not even sure what the question is. Are <laughs> dreams real? <laughs> is sleep paralysis a paranormal phenomenon, or is it just a byproduct of dreams? Um, I think I'm gonna go with byproduct of dreams. Wow, for this rude. week. I'm not saying you're just there's... gonna you're just gonna say flip off all our <laughs> listeners like that. I think it's I think it would almost be ruder to them <laughs> to say that th- it is They're paranormal. Cursed. Yeah, you're cursed. You took a lifelong nightmare pill. <laughs> I I'm really glad this has never happened to me, and fingers crossed never will happen to me. Good God. I've definitely rolled the dice, though, by talking about it for an hour. This is what I'm afraid of. It's now seeped in my subconscious. All these crazy dreams that I've never even experienced. Tonight, I'm going to freaking dream about me in a white room dreaming about me eating a nightmare pill (laughs) and dreaming about it. And if Pennywise is there, won't be surprised. I think it's going to be a no for me this week. But hey... We know that we have listeners that have struggled at some point with sleep paralysis. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you disagree with me. I think this is a great time to get in contact and let your voice be heard. Yeah, and say you're f***ing liars. Yeah. And hey, in the next week, maybe we'll get sleep paralysis. Maybe we'll be on your side. Exactly. But that does just about wrap it up for the case of sleep paralysis on This Paranormal Life. I hope you enjoyed it. You could definitely send in your own thoughts to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. 
As always, you can let us know what you think on the socials. That's twitter.com forward slash this para life, facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. And if you do follow us on social media, you might have noticed that we had some news. We've been nominated for an award. Yeah, best entertainment podcast at the British Podcast Awards. This is the um, this is the second year in a row. Last year we got nominated for uh, best comedy, which is a f-ing joke to be honest. <laughs> We've moved up in the world because we we told them we're a paranormal podcast. Where's the paranormal? nomination yeah they said you would be the only ones in the category we said great fantastic no one else deserves to be in it um in fact why is there any other category than paranormal frankly we thought the whole thing might have been a ploy by the mibs to get us in the same room together and then nuke it yeah um but we've done our research seems to be a legit operation largely safe yeah um, no, but in all honesty, it's it's amazing. It's a really great honor to be nominated. Um, it's quite cool because uh, just like last year, you know, we're up against a lot of big names and a lot of big podcasts. A lot. I'll say it right now. A lot of corporate fat cats. Yeah, a lot of them. All of them, in <laughs> fact. So yeah, it's it's uh it's really sweet to be uh, considered for the award and. Uh, nice to know that a little little podcast like this can reach so many people and be so influential. So it's definitely fun because it feels like it was almost like pretty much as soon as we saw it, there was a few listeners were like tagging. They obviously follow the podcast awards and they were tagging us and being like, "Boys, we, <laughs> boys, we did it." But that's what's uh, so nice about it is that yeah, in the face of kind of lots of bigger podcasts established um podcast networks celebrity podcasts yeah, that we're famous competing comedians against, and everything that yeah it feels weird like we're coming up in two years and you guys have been with us the whole way i know so i guess thank you it's massively yes. down to you that we're even still doing this thing so um, i'm so glad you've been enjoying it and it's so nice to know other people are enjoying it as well um so yeah thank you so much so I guess what we're trying to say is with the awards coming up, there might be some new listeners, people tuning in, trying to see, you know, what's up. Um, Do not welcome them into the commune. Um, It's a closed door policy. Like we said, the commune is extremely full. Uh, So (laughs) we, we are very understaffed. Uh, There is not enough food, not enough water. I am 100% sure they are sleeper cells. Yeah. So the only food you should give them is a freaking nightmare pill and send them on their way. A nightmare pill and send them to the pit. (laughs) And of course, at the end of every episode, we have to take the time to shout out those who have supported us on Patreon. And that's what we're going to do right here and right now. Let's go. A thank you to Joachim Kohlberg. You know, we only ever really hear about the Titanic hitting the iceberg. Mm. But we don't hear about its sister ship. It hit the Kohlberg. What? That's right. They were so scared of ice from that point onward. They thought, where will ice never be? Down in a, in a mine. In a mine, So they, they sent a ship to sail uh, straight down a mine shaft. The thing exploded almost immediately. The mm. guts were ripped from the bottom. Wow. And it went straight into a, a Kohlberg. A Kohlberg. Terrifying stuff. I think this time was a little different because everyone died. <laughs> there were no survivors. There was no uh, romantic love story. There wasn't even a string quartet playing as the ship went down. I mean, the string quartet were setting up. They, <laughs> yeah. they were getting their instruments ready, but the whole thing exploded instantly. It was terrifying. People were like, had just waved them goodbye. Yeah. And it all went south, literally. Yeah. I don't know if he, he was named in memory of those people. I mean, they, they say that you know, 90% of an iceberg is below the surface. Right. Well, we're below the surface, so 100% of the Kohlberg is below the surface. (laughs) But if there's one thing that hasn't been a complete disaster, it's this podcast because of your support, Kohlberg. Thank you so much. Also, thank you to Brendan James. Defendant Brendan. Whatever you give this guy, he will guard with his life. Wow, even just like a peanut. Yeah. He doesn't care. Like an old iPhone charger. Yeah. I I said, I was like, could you just hold on to this for a second? And he went down on one knee and produced a medieval long sword and said, I swear on this blade, your highness. I'm not a king. I'm not a king, sir. But but he's like an unsullied soldier from Game of Thrones. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's whoever wields the whip. 
Yeah. He serves. And we wield the whip. Oh, we do. You're not a king, but you have a whip. I like to crack it. I like to smack it. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel powerful. You don't have to do it in the studio, bro. You don't have to do it in the studio. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the whip is the old iPhone cable that I told him to protect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wields the whip. No! <laughs> so thanks, Brendan, for your generous support. Thank you also to Luke Rodriguez. That's right, Luke Rodriguez keeps us Rodriguezin. This guy is just an international man of mystery. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of those masked billionaires just running around the world, Matt Damon style. Um, really hard to pin down, actually. Into dreams? He's one of the dream billionaires? I think so. He's like some kind of looper. <laughs> Spends his time jumping in and out of people's dreams. I don't know what he does for a day job, where he lives. That is like the ultimate troll if like a detective is hunting you down and you just show up in his dreams at night and like yeah. moon him with your bare ass. Yeah. He wakes up all frustrated and he's go you're gone, obviously. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, Luke. Thank you also to Derek Goods. It's actually good to get some support from Derek Goods because his evil twin, Derek Bads, has actually been draining the podcast financially for a few years as a hacker. I don't even know how he's managed to do it at all. Mm -hmm. He's living up to the name, though. Fair play to him. Yeah, he's just running with it. But I guess that's that's the beauty of it. You know, sibling rivalries and all that. That's uh, what it is. You know, you, you guys balance it all out. I really hope uh, their sister, Lisa, just fine <laughs> comes mm -hmm. along because mm -hmm. I think she'd maybe enjoy the podcast. Maybe not. Yeah. But she wouldn't even, she doesn't care. But thank you, Derek. I hope that uh, you feel that we can produce the goods for Derek. Thank you also to Pepe Lestrange. Pepe Lestrange. Rumored to be deranged. <gasps> Born and raised in a drange. Drange. Drain. In a, drain. in a drain. He was born and raised in a drain, but it doesn't rhyme with the rest of his backstory. That would explain why he's deranged. Yes, it's a terrible place a to drain? grow up. A Tiny. drain. I don't even know how he really I got don't think in even there. Even a baby would fit in a drain. I think it was like one of those children that Pennywise stole. <laughs> <laughs> but then Pennywise was like, "Look, kid, <laughs> you look like you're gonna have a hard time with or without me. I'm gonna leave you here." So he just kind of grew up in the drain. Yeah tried to get more kids to come down but they were like what the f is this kid even doing down there just leave him be um so he was strange like, he was we're deranged. not we're not gonna come in the drain <laughs> do you want out but he was so deranged by this point yes that uh it's like prison you yeah. know you can't make it on the outside he of the drain he couldn't yeah i'm glad he somehow managed to get a computer down there though <laughs> listen to the pod much like prison anytime he was released from the drain he was back inside within 24 hours <laughs> Couldn't help it. Fell, fell down any drain. Uh, but good to see that you're doing okay. Yeah, got an internet connection. Uh, all of that. Thanks, Pepe. Thank you also to Thomas Anderson. Thomas the Choo Choo Tank Engine. This guy eats coal and he is a beast. He is jacked. He is stacked. Yes, he is also half tank, but he's kind of whole tank because he's jacked so he's a tank but he's also half a t an actual military grade tank whoa yeah it was an experiment that went really wrong really fast so they, they they um fused him with a tank before even really asking if he liked war or thought war was good yeah so i think now he like works at b and q or something on the checkouts yeah yeah he, he's not involved in the war, the conflicts at all. No, he's very much a beatnik, peace-loving hippie. Yeah. <laughs> he puts flowers in his little cannon thing <laughs> like every day before he leaves the house. It's pretty beautiful, actually. Yeah. And apparently he loves the paranormal as well. Seems like it. Incredible. Caught juicing, though. Uh, yeah. Despite being half-tank and being tanked, uh, was caught juicing at his job in B&Q. So thanks, Thomas, uh, the tank engine, for that. Thank you also to George Eats Sabo. George Eats Crabos. That's right. Have you ever been to Georgie's Fish Shack? <laughs> <laughs> no. The best, the hands down best fish I have ever had. Georgie serves them up straight from the rocks, dude. Yes. Really? Yes. It is legit. You can get anything you want there. Uh, as long as it's from the rocks. As long as it's from the rocks. 
Uh, she doesn't so much do the ocean part, but anything you want, man. Uh, crabs. Yeah. Um, I'd hope so. Uh, the, the little, the little triangles that grow on the rocks. So you just knew crabs, then. <laughs> I get it every time. You don't need to go off the the special. I usually start with a little crab soup. I'll with a take side of the crab. little triangles, sir, followed by the little circles. <laughs> um, delicious stuff, man. She's got it all. They, they even have one of those tanks where you can pick which crab you want to kill mm-hmm. for your dinner that night to add like a nice little personal touch. Yeah. And you don't even have to do it. Georgie herself will beat this crab to death right in front of you. It's Very a, violent. Yeah. It's an incredible experience, really. Yeah. I mean, she's missing most of her fingers because these bastards are pissed that they were even taken from the rocks in the first place. They are Japanese spider crabs. They are... 18 foot wide uh, yeah she does use a spear i think georgie's like four foot seven as yeah. well so it's i mean she's smaller than them really it's more of a gladiator pit than a restaurant <laughs> it's it's an incredible thing and you know whether you go home empty-handed or whether you go home with georgie wounded but a delicious plate of crab meat um it's a win-win for everyone really affordable as well so thanks georgie for um supporting us on here We'll keep supporting Georgie's Crabos. Georgie's Fish Shack is the name of the oh. restaurant. But George eats Crabos. George, awesome. You get it. You get the pun. And thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Lord Grippington. Lord Grippington, or as they call him on the streets, Slippery Fingers. It's like an ironic name because he cannot hold anything. Yeah. Like you you put like a sandwich in his hand and it just like slivers out between his fingers. Yeah, weird. I mean, his name is Grippington. Yeah. You'd think you'd be able to grab. He's the black sheep of the family. He's, he's a disgrace. All of his brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents before him, a long line of legendary grippers yeah. from rock climbing to... Like sailors pulling knots and ropes together. That's right. I think his dad was just a vice. Like an actual vice in a workshop. Not a vice chancellor, not a vice president, a bona fide hardware vice. The most the most trustworthy grip of all time. But but Lord Grippington over here despite his title uh, <laughs> can barely hold a a, a, a pencil. It slips right out of his slippery eel fingers. Lord Griffington was a title he gave himself to try and win back the respect of his tight-fisted family. But listen, as much as we just ragged on you for a bit there, we are the the people who will not judge you, Lord Grippington. All are welcome in the commune, except all the new people, because there's no room. Like I said, no room at all. But uh, Lord Grippington, glad to have you. Glad to have your support. Um, couldn't do it without you. So um, thanks. We, we accept you, bro. Glad you have a firm grasp on quality podcasts. And thank you to everyone who has supported us on Patreon to date. Um, you make it all possible you make it possible for us to exist almost two years later and with a new nomination at the podcast awards that's amazing Ayo. you guys have made that possible so from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much thank you we will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale bye bye folks <laughs>